You are listening to Get Your Sexy Back podcast with Kim Coffin, empowerment, sex, love, and relationship coach. My goal is to bring you uncensored healing and pleasurable wellness through sacred sexuality, sex positivity, and empowerment that feels good to your body. So as a collective, we can release shame, reclaim the places we've been most disempowered, reconnect to our body, remember who we are, and step into our unapologetic power basically breaking down the walls of our conditioning and the patriarchy together. My pussy is so excited that you are here. Let's drop into this week's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a beautiful guest, Sheila Ramsey, who is a women's empowerment and sexuality coach. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me. You're so, so welcome. And we are going to dive into talking, of course, about sex. That's what we always talk about here and positivity and trauma and healing and all of that. But especially specifically today, unexpected libidos and really normalizing that as well as desires and sex positivity on the whole. So thank you again. And let's get started. Just introduce yourself, who you are who you serve in this world, all of those details. Amazing. Thank you. So as Kim said, my name is Sheila Ramsey. I am the founder of Luxurious Feminine Power, which is my coaching business. I help women everywhere, anyone who identifies as a woman or non-binary human, how to reclaim their authentic sexuality. So not what it should be by societal standards, but What, when they release the shame, release the fears, the taboo, the trauma, you know, all that conditioning that we have, what's left? What is true to them? What is pleasure to them? What makes them feel good? Mm -hmm. And I believe that when we do that, when we tune into our sensuality, it becomes this beautiful portal to healing, a portal to who you are and, you know, living your life as your authentic self. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) That was not my orgasm. That was just me celebrating. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Both are good. (laughs) Yeah, all good. All good. This is is perfect. We're we're so aligned in what we do and and who we serve and all of that. I'd love to know a little more of your story and how you got here. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's been such a winding road. I think forever, I've always been a person who's been very open I've always noticed, you know, when that love is love, I've always thought that people should be able to do what they want to do, express how they want to express in a way that makes them feel good. And that really other people shouldn't get an opinion on that. And that is a sticking point in society where I saw so much judgment was like, what is happening? And that ended up with me, you know, being very explorative in my own sexual self and just being open in a lot of ways until I was 20 and I went through a very violent sexual assault and Mm. it totally derailed my life. And just by coincidence, I moved to Australia three weeks later, which Mm. is not the best for facilitating healing. Um, And it really, it ended up with me having PTSD for nearly a decade. And I pulled back the way I related to my body was so different. It became almost a thing to use, to pull myself out, to just numb out and sex kind of lost all its meaning. So I remained quite explorative, 
but the intimacy wasn't there. And Mm. over the last, gosh, it's probably about four years now, I've been diving deeply into the healing work. You know, I got through PTSD. I've changed hugely and developed this beautiful, deep appreciation for what happens when we actually are in our bodies, when we're actually tuned into our senses. And to me, that sensuality is a portal to healing. And it's brought me to this life that is so empowered and so... And so now, you know, I'm doing grad studies of sexual health um, and, you know, coaching certifications, kind of a bunch of different things, but it's become this beautiful lens through which I really believe we can heal so, so, so much and just get more pleasure out of our lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of and, how I ended up here. Yeah, it's amazing. And I wanted to add to that and just really change the paradigm Mm -hmm. of how we view sex and our bodies and our sensuality so that we don't have to continue perpetuating this trauma, whether Mm -hmm. it's societal trauma or other traumas, because they do happen as well, but it's Mm -hmm. all connected. Like if we really healed our societal sexual trauma, we wouldn't have the traumas and the confusion and the not listening and the extra, I'm going to go in even into violence and, and different things on that front, because it wouldn't be such a shameful hushed. Don't talk about topic. Yeah. Well, I mean, exactly. Sex is the tool of power and that's how it ends up like going into the places of violence and the Mm -hmm. systemic trauma that's everywhere. So I agree. We heal ourselves. We heal us as a group and that spreads the world. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm so yeah. honored to be on that journey with you because I as well feel it's like so, so important and so connected to our core essence and our core truth mm-hmm. of who we are. Absolutely. And without that connection, I also feel we're very disconnected from everything else in our lives, all of our other yes. truths. Yes. Well, exactly. And like when we can actually come in, like to me, our sexuality is about being in our body. It's about our senses. It's about pleasure. And when we block that out, how are we going to experience it in any other facet of our life? Like Mm -hmm. we won't be able to feel it to its full extent in our work, in our relationships, in our friendships, like literally in anything. (laughs) Yeah. And tell me if you feel this is true too. Like when you were disconnected and so forth, did you also were you also disconnected from your other pleasures, your other joys? Oh, absolutely. I mean, my whole life was just numbed out. I was very dissociated. Like my memories, honestly, are, it's like they're from above me looking in. Like I don't mm. feel any of the things. And I don't even have that many memories from certain periods because there's nothing sensed to hold on to. Yes. Nothing felt. Yes, exactly. Um, so absolutely. And in realize in this change that's happened within me, I just, it's like, if we could like shake the hand, like shoulders of the world to be like, there's so much more, (laughs) there's so much more, so much more. And I would argue that a majority of people that aren't really in their bodies at all. Yeah. Like 99.9 or 8%. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. if I look around in my entire friend group, yeah, it's even higher. Like really, yeah. really it's higher. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're busy staying busy. 
they're mm-hmm. busy and that's a trauma response. It is. Um, it's a, we were talking about that earlier. It's a very painful disconnection to disconnect from our bodies and our truth, mm-hmm. which was shoved down yeah. and said no from very young, mm-hmm. whether you were told that's not okay. If you were masturbating at a very young age, we don't do that in this house mm-hmm. or any, anything like go to your room. That's embarrassing. Like whatever Absolutely. it may be. So if we were told to disconnect from our sexuality and to put it away until later in life, which we never really reconnect, we're walking around in this like body that's too painful to be in. It, it, mm-hmm. It's not real. It doesn't feel truth. So mm-hmm. we disconnect and, and start to numb out. And by doing all of these other things, being yeah. busy. Yeah, exactly. Doing. Focusing on what's going on. Doing, doing, exactly. <laughs> hmm yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's so true. And, and I think that is really why we've lost our ability to talk about these things, to communicate how we've lost to like how to exist amongst our sexuality and relationship. Like, why is it so hard to have these conversations? Why is it so hard to communicate what we want? Mm-hmm. All of it is because as a collective whole, we've disconnected from ourselves mm-hmm. and our bodies. Mm-hmm. and what it means to feel safety in pleasure. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that that pleasure thing, again, is also, and I talk about this a lot, just bringing in regular everyday pleasure is also healing to our nervous systems. Like we can oh. talk about how disconnected we are, but I also want to talk about how we can heal and start to heal as a collective because just these little bits of pleasure, which I speak on a lot as well, Mm -hmm. are going to start calming our nervous system, grounding us. And then we can start to peel back the layers Mm -hmm. and layers of this onion um, called trauma, collective trauma, societal conditioning, sex negativity. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Ugh. Oh yeah. Sex negativity. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we live yeah. in such a sex negative culture and that term, I just, I want to wipe it from the vocabulary of the world. Like if we could all exist in a sex positive space, if we could honestly, if we could just start at teaching sex positivity in school, mm-hmm. if we could just start there, I feel like it would go so far to healing this world and our relationship with sexuality. But I still think we're far away from that. I think it's going to be up to us literally to start informing more and more and more. I totally agree. I think we need to go at it from both sides. I I think honestly, the more individuals that can, you know, teach their children at home, what is okay. Like, I think that is, I think all of it is important. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's so it's, it's such a big it is bucket huge. It's, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if people are listening, they're like, what do you mean reconnect to my body and my pleasure and be in my body? What does that mean to you? How would you tell them to start? Honestly, I would say like, just close your eyes for a minute. I think this is easier to explain via feeling rather than words. Just closing your eyes for a minute, taking a deep breath, let it out with a sigh and just notice what you feel like in your feet, what you feel, maybe your thighs on your chair. If you're walking, is there a breeze? Notice what comes up in your senses. Notice, does something feel soft against your skin? You can squeeze your shoulders or squeeze your thighs. 
and continue breathing just so slowly. And then when you open your eyes, or if you're walking, <laughs> you're looking around, what do you see? What's beautiful around you? And I just want you to take that in, like, be like, oh, okay, what did, what did I just process? Do you notice a bit more of a sense of calm about you having taken some deep breaths? This is what I mean by being in your body. You're noticing what am I feeling? You're noticing with your senses. So touch, taste, smell, sight. And as you develop this sense of mindfulness, this felt sense within your body, you're going to be able to tune in, you know, when your emotions are high, if something's up, you can connect the two, like how does your body feel when you are super angry, when you're going through heartbreak, you know, you might feel a weight on your chest, you might feel fluttering, but then at the same time, how do you feel when you were excited, when you're expanded, when you're in gratitude? And by understanding what that feels like, we can use that as a way to help regulate ourselves. We can use that as a way to bring into the, uh, bring ourselves into the present and eventually, or I would recommend right off the bat, notice specifically what feels good. Mm -hmm. So what feels nice, what is giving you pleasure and those senses, that sensuality that is going to help you bring pleasure as you do healing work. That is going to help you notice what feels good when you are going to have sex. That's going to allow you to be able to communicate with your partners more deeply. Just what is going on for you. You'll know what's going on for you better because that's one thing we often don't even know. And mm -hmm. coming into our body like this is such a good way to do that. So that's what it feels like to me. <laughs> I just love this is something that has really allowed me to expand my own healing journey and really dive deeply into my own sexuality and develop that intimacy because I know what's going on with me, what feels good, and I can communicate that. And that's Yeah, totally agree. And, you know, even as you dropped into the meditation, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, instantly pussies online and I can feel, you know, all mm -hmm. my chakras light up and that's just because of the work that we do. Right. It's like, yeah, oh. yeah. And that is when we can come home to our core essence, to our power and take our power back and act from our power, no matter what is happening in our day to day, mm -hmm. in our relationships, in our businesses, whatever that may be. Yes. But I also want to talk about for some reason, something about so many people are disconnected so much that they're like, what? And I see this in my clients. I'm sure you do as well. Like, what do you mean? What do I feel in my body? Which I also think is so linked to these unmatching libidos that we wanted to talk about too, mm -hmm. because if we are not feeling any sensation or any pleasure, even sensation of, oh my gosh, this is scary. Or, oh my gosh, I'm mad right now. If you can't feel any of those. Mm -hmm. You also can't feel your pleasure, literally yeah. your pleasure, literally your pleasure. Absolutely. And I think this is somewhere where women especially are so taught to shut down. We're taught that our bodies are not our own. You know, we should look this way. We should look that way. We should keep our mouth shut. So many pressures are on women to just stay in line, 
to appease their partners, to not take up too much space and to claim their pleasure is selfish. So we mm -hmm. shut it down. Mm -hmm. And so with that pressure on us, with that lifelong conditioning, we don't know how to claim it. And so paired with the shutting down from our bodies, it ends up in a place where the sense of turn on, it's like, what even is that? Yeah. I mean, I know I've talked to many people who are like, I think I just don't get turned on. And I, I mean, I do want to say libidos do differ. There are certain people who identify as asexual, but even within asexuality, there is a sense of pleasure. It's not like there's no turn on there. It's not like their bodies don't come online. It's a sense that I don't want to have a sexual relationship and they have no desire for that, but they often still masturbate. Like there's a huge range. And so what I want to really put words to here is, you know, this is why I love the term authentic sexuality. It's learning what is right for you when you remove the shame and the conditioning, do you actually not want to have sex or are you disconnected from your body? Animals love this conversation. We can't stop them. They just keep yeah. coming. He'll, he'll lie down. He's, he's chilling out. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I wanted to say something there too. Mm -hmm. um, it was something about the disconnection. That's what it was. Uh, I remember years ago, like back in 2017, there was, um, when I started going to some of the school of only arts events mm -hmm. and when I was with women who are turned on, I realized then how turned off I was. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, as I turned on and I was like, oh my gosh, why am I feeling this pleasure literally in my clit and my pelvic bowl? It was like, ah, and I actually remember feeling shame that I was turned on with other women in the same room because mm -hmm. that is not okay. It's and, not. and I didn't even know that was a message ever given to me. Never right? knew. But mm -hmm. I remember going, Oh my God, why do I feel turned on? And it took me a few days to even say anything. Mm -hmm. uh, and once I started talking and talking to other women, they're like, yeah, me too. I'm like, is this okay? Are we all going to hell? Like these are the messages yes. that were in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I even sometimes these days I'll get into conversations in a group that isn't necessarily familiar with this work. And I mean, I talk about sex all the time with everyone. It's my job, but I love it. And I think we need to normalize having these conversations. So I kind of make a point of having them regardless. <laughs> well, Brian, because I do too. Right. Cheers to that. <laughs> um, and I, I, you notice like some people just like, shrink back, get uncomfortable, want to leave the room. And it's, it's pervasive. So I think first, one thing that's really important, if your listeners are thinking, you know, okay, but like mismatch libido is like, I don't know if I feel turned on. This is weird. Blah, blah, blah. First, like, let's just normalize having differing libidos between partners it's so normal because we all grow up with different experiences. We all have different sets of social conditionings that are placed upon us based on our identities or wherever we're coming from. Right. And so we all have different amounts of work to do. We all have different access to our pleasure within ourselves. And like, we get to investigate this. We get to look at and say, okay, maybe my libido is lower than I would like it to be. 
there's so much opportunity for you there to go in and explore like what else could I be feeling and being able to notice what's happening in your body and learning about your body. Like sex is something we get to learn about. Let's just also say that. Yeah. We don't just magically know everything. (laughs) Yeah. And I think a lot of women think, oh my gosh, my partner has such a higher sex drive than I do. Mm -hmm. And I want to challenge that and say, they probably don't. If we could just clear the conditioning Mm -hmm. and the trauma, whether it's big or little T, it's all affecting our bodies. It is. Um, Whatever size it may be, even if it's just societal, or even if it's unspoken, or even if it's church, whatever Mm -hmm. that may be, if we can clear that and really see what is yours underneath, what most of my clients, and I'm sure yours realizes, oh, I actually have a higher sex drive than them because I've done the work. Yeah. Because I've cleared this muck. It's like this mm-hmm. film, this muck pile that is just stopping us from truly being in our bodies mm-hmm. and feeling pleasure, which is showing up as unlevel, not matched libidos, but it's mm-hmm. not true. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing to name here is it's not just like women in general have a lower libido, quote unquote. Like, men are also affected by patriarchal conditioning that says like, they should be like crazy, like always wanting sex, like always going hard, like ready to go in an instant. And that's also not true for men. Mm -hmm. So having different expectations just based on what society has taught us just, it is so unhelpful in Mm -hmm. our partnerships, in our loverships or whatever. Confusing the fuck out of our lives, essentially. It really is. (laughs) It's really that potent. If you're not getting that yet, it really is fucking up everything, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. we relate to our kids, our partner, our job, ourselves, our parents, boundaries, uh, our truth, everything. Yes. I'm it's just like nodding along. You can be like, yes, everything. yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> everything. And it doesn't need to be that way. No, right. No, it's actually at least, even though my journey definitely has challenging points as soon as that turn on activated, everything has been so much more fun. Oh my goodness. So much more freeing, more alive. And even though it might be a hard day or a hard week, it still is more fun than it ever was before. You know, I'll give the example. I'll just use my own story as my example. I was trying to work in the coaching industry and like, just kind of throwing random shit at the wall, like wondering, like, And like not really feeling connected. And I had a few different moments in my healing journey where I sunk more deeply and had these like beautiful, almost awakenings in terms of my sensuality and my sexuality. And that, that shifted my central energy. And suddenly I am showing up more boldly, more in my power. I, I feel more magnetic. Like I feel different and how people respond to me is entirely different. Mm-hmm. And that's entrepreneurship. Like, you know, there's so many people being like, you need this strategy, this blueprint. No, no you just need to turn on yourself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> You just need to turn on. And mm-hmm. when you turn on, people are like, I don't know what the fuck it is that you got, but I want it. Exactly. No matter whether you are an engineer, a teacher, a coach, it could be any job. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, we and all know it spreads. It does. Yeah. We all know that person, like someone walks in the room, the whole room kind of takes a collective breath and like sees them walk across the room. 
could be a man, could be a woman, could be a non-binary human. It, and, but like, you know, you feel it, that feeling that is turn on, like they Mm -hmm. are in their body. They're in their power. They know what's happening. Like, and we Mm -hmm. all have access to this. It's not this accessible mystery. (laughs) Yes. Cause I remember me and even, you know, other people thinking, oh, well that's for them. That's not for me. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that is another that story you've been told. That's another yes. cute little brain message mm-hmm. popping up to say, yeah. uh, that seems scary over there, but it's not. It's just trying to protect you from death, being eaten by a bear. And I promise you yeah. won't get eaten by a bear. Well, at least not if you do this work, you might <laughs> in the forest somewhere else, but not by doing your sexuality work, by exactly. healing. By reclaiming your body, yourself, your sovereignty, all of it. All of it. You know what? That's one thing I guess I'll add just from what you just said. It is safe to explore your sexuality. It is your body and your emotions that you were born with. And like, you are more worthy of being in and knowing than like, like it's yours. You were born with it. It is meant to be yours. All of this. Yes. So it is safe. Yeah. Yeah. It's where you came from. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally where you came from. <laughs> and to skip that part is very, very painful, very painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I still coming back to even libidos just for people who are hopping on really like, well, tell me more about these unmatched libidos and so forth. And there's also the question that I have from many clients about their partners or potential clients of, but my partner's all into this porn, 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 porn. And I want to speak to that because I think that's also another way of them not being connected. So it's another way of disconnecting and numbing out. Would you yeah. agree? I, I do mostly, I think the porn conversation actually requires a little more nuance than sometimes I see because porn in itself. Okay let's set the ethics of how porn is made aside because that is terrible. (laughs) But assuming we have feminist porn that is ethically made porn in itself. Women bodies that are not changed in any way. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Porn in itself is not the enemy. Like it makes sense that we like looking at sex that we're turned on by looking at sex because we're animals and we love it. The problem comes in when it becomes a crutch you know, like you can think of it like alcohol, alcohol in itself, having a glass of wine is fine. But when it becomes a crutch that you turn to all the time to solve your problems, to numb out, it becomes a problem. Porn is the same. If you are mindlessly going and looking at porn, if that's the only way you can get off, if you're doing that instead of showing up in your relationships, that is where the problem comes from. And at that point in time, it's like, okay, why are we numbing out? Why are we avoiding having these conversations? Where is there a disconnect? Uh, Maybe physically, like, is there something where the pleasure isn't where we want it to be? And can we facilitate that in another way? Right. There's a lot of ways to look at this, but to first recognize that like, you're not, if you or your partner are frustrated with how you're using porn, there is room to grow there. There's room to yes. change and shift and to deepen your sexual relationship. Yes. Because there could be so many reasons why one could be turning to porn. It could be because mm-hmm. your partner's really not connected and available. So it's an alternative because yep. it's too painful. It could be because you're not connected to your body and it's too painful. Mm-hmm. So it's just a quick getaway. Quick hit. Um, 
it, it can be, and yet there's also not an issue with it. If it's used healthy, I totally, totally agree there. Mm-hmm. So really depends what's going on there. And when I think when we come home and like come home into our bodies, either as a couple or singly, mm-hmm. um, we can definitely heal and really start to connect and use tools to turn ourselves on again in ways that we maybe haven't felt forever or ever at all. Like it could yeah. be a long time or it could be ever. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. So, yeah. It's an interesting dynamic to look at, but there's definitely, it's not that the sex or the pleasure is wrong. That comes from the porn. It's the numbing out that might be there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, this is, it kind of also relates into like sex addiction and porn addiction being labeled that I think that can be really traumatizing in itself where people are like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm an addict. And essentially it's making people associate you know, their sexuality was something really bad that they mm-hmm. need to like heal from, but it's not that it's just your relationship to the tools available. So it's like, how do you come back to yourself in a, a way that is conscious in a way that feels good and is centered on pleasure rather than just escaping mm-hmm. and numbing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's something also to be said there with the addiction I don't know. I'm I'm still trying to still play with that one here of how much is actual sex addiction or how much is society labeling it as that because they're like shaming. Exactly. And like, we are meant to like sex, like it's a natural process. Right. And so I think because society as a whole is so sex negative, they've come out with this system I mean to me it's like I don't know it's shaming someone and like what's the word um creating a problem labeling a problem that doesn't really even exist yeah I'm curious if it actually even does exist I I I still need to discuss it well what I've seen in my grad studies is there's a lot of papers that are like this is a therapist-led diagnosis and people would never think they were addicts until the therapist says this, and it's actually doing a greater disservice and is causing more shame around the problem than actually helping people. (laughs) And that that therapist, I was going to say sex therapist, that therapist is probably not sex positive and comfortable in their own body. Yeah. Because 99% of us aren't. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really curious how that conversation and topic is going to continue amongst other sex level relationship coaches as we continue our journey and go, Mm -hmm. is there such a thing as sex addiction? And again, Mm -hmm. if you're numbing out, there's a different thing there that we want to look at. But if you're using sex and pleasure to fuel your life and to fuel your body and your relationships and your career, Mm -hmm. and just to enjoy, I don't think there's such a thing in that area as sex addiction or pleasure addiction. I, I agree. Right. It's, it's all how we're using it. If it's, if it is done with full consent, if it is done in the name of pleasure, it is, if it is doing no harm, if it's not taking away, like if it's taking away from your job, cause you're not showing up on time, if it's taking away from your relationships. Yeah. It crosses into territory where like, we need to look at some things, but if it's in the name of pleasure, if you are consenting with yourself, if you are consenting with others, like if it's all in the name of that, then like, yeah, yeah. get at it. <laughs> yeah. Connected, not disconnected. Exactly. Yeah. When, if I want to sit down to do a um, social media writing 
few hours or whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go and do a pleasure practice before because that is what is going to connect me to my core, to my essence. And that is what's going to make me work better, Mm -hmm. faster, more Mm -hmm. clearer, and then done. And otherwise Mm -hmm. that could have taken a week. Like really, that is how that connection can really serve us. Absolutely. And like, to me, like to even like add a little more, it's, it's what brings you into your body and in your body is where you are most truly aligned in your energy and what's true for you and your mission. Like however you want to look at it. Yes. Yes. Your body knows the truth. All of it. That is Mm -hmm. for sure. So this has been a fabulous, fabulous chat. Is there anything else that you want people to know if they're struggling or anything at all? Well, first, I just like want you to know, like, it's all normal. Like every single desire you have, different libidos, um, struggles with porn, all of this, there are things that happen to so many people. And we honestly, because there's no discussion about it, we don't have the vernacular to speak about it easily. We're not taught how to communicate about it. So I just invite you to begin looking in, to tune into your body. And if you are frustrated in some area, get help, hire a coach, hire Kim, hire me. (laughs) Um, Because it's not weird. Everyone has this and it's a learnable skill. This is something that you can actively change. You can choose to change. Mm-hmm. And you have to be the one to take the first step and yeah. and it'll change your life. Like, it'll change your life <laughs> uh, and your family's lives and your kids' lives and your partner's lives and your business. Absolutely. Everything. Such a beautiful journey. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Thank you so, so much. It's been a total, total pleasure. Mm-hmm. We're going to drop your links also in the show notes. Is Wonderful. there anything special coming up right now that you want to speak to? Coming up right now, I'm starting a group program in a couple weeks called Uninhibited Pleasure, which is, so it's still enrolling. Um, We start officially pretty much the last week of January and uh, it's going to be absolutely amazing. It's all about coming into your body and claiming your authentic sexuality. So shedding the shame, shedding the fear and coming into yourself. And then otherwise I will be taking on a couple one-on-one clients private spots. Yeah. Good. Good. I've got two left too. So that's about it. Brilliant. Yeah. It'll be good. There's so much beautiful. And do you work with women, men and couples or just women? You tell me. Um, Women identifying people and non-binary folk. Beautiful. Beautiful. Good to know. Thank Mm -hmm. you. We're going to drop all those links in the comments and I'm guessing I'm pretty well assuming you offer free discovery calls for people to figure out if you feel aligned and they want the details. Good, good, good. So we'll put all those links below and thank you so much and just stay turned on. Okay. Yeah. You too. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you got a juicy nugget or two, scroll down on whatever app you're listening to and leave a five-star rating and review. I invite you to follow me, join the conversation, the weekly lives, and a lot of other amazing free content in my private Facebook group. Let's get your sexy back. You can also friend me personally on Facebook, Kim Coffin, and follow me on Instagram at Get Your Sexy Back Coach. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, don't be shy. Reach out. I'd love to connect with you.